Welcome to the Moz Monthly Podcast. Thorough discussion and in-depth information about the news, stories, and trends related to emergency medical services in Michigan. The Moz Monthly Podcast is brought to you by the Michigan Association of Ambulance Services. Here's your host, Moz Executive Director, Angela Madden. another episode of the Moz Monthly Podcast. My name is Angela Matt and I'm the Executive Director of the Michigan Association of Ambulance Services and your host. Today we have a wonderful group of guests joining us today to talk about a brand new association in emergency services called Women in Emergency Services. Ashley, Andrea, and Scott, welcome to the Moz Monthly Podcast. How are you today? Good, thank you. Great, thanks for asking. Well, thank, thank you all for joining us today. I'm going to ask each one of you to introduce yourselves for our listeners, um, mostly so that I don't just sit here and read your bios, and you can uh, highlight what you feel is important for our listeners to know. Ashley, I'm going to start with you. Awesome. Hello, everybody. My name is Ashley Montoya. I'm the Executive Director for Women in Emergency Services. So I work for a Denver-based association management company, Civica, and we manage over 20 national and local associations. So I have been working in the association world for about seven years in multiple capacities, and I also serve on an association board and a member of three associations in my industry. So lots of association work. It's my passion, and I really love what I do. Thank you, Ashley. Scott, I'm going to turn the table over to you right now. Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Scott Moore. I'm with Moore EMS Consulting, a longtime EMS professional and HR consultant, uh, and uh, have also most of my major clients are uh, association groups, and uh, I'm on the board of a few uh, association groups. So, and you know, when when I saw this group was formed and that they were looking for founding. Uh, members to, you know, get behind it. I thought, you know, I thought it was a great opportunity to get involved. Thank you, Scott. Andrea, last but certainly not least, a familiar face here on the Moz Monthly Podcast and in our great state of Michigan. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you, Angela. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, My name is Andrea Boss. Um, I am the owner of the newly founded EMS Professional LLC, which is a consulting and education company. My first career prior to um, becoming a longtime paramedic and administrator was working as an educator at the collegiate level. I'm also the EMS programs manager for the Michigan State Office of Rural Health, um, and I'm really excited to be on to talk about women in emergency services. Well, thank you, all three of you, for being here. Ashley, let's start with you. Can you give us some background on women in emergency services. What is the origin story of the association? Yes, absolutely. So as I mentioned, I work for an association management company, and one of our clients is MSAC, which is the EMS Association of Colorado. So through this partnership, we identified that there was a lack of community and resources for women in this sector, and the idea for creating this organization was born. So luckily, working in the association world, we have some resources in which we can kind of follow and lean on to get something like this off the ground. So we're actually following a the model of another women-based association, National Women in Roofing. So they launched in 
2016 and they have more than 2000 members in less than six years. So we kind of based this whole project off of how NWIR National Women in Roofing came to be. So we started off by doing some research to really determine if there was a need or if this was something that we kind of assumed. So we sent a survey to over 75 female leaders in this industry to kind of get a better idea of if this should be formed. So I'll share some stats from that, that survey. 87% uh, of respondents agreed with the statement, as a woman in a male-dominated industry, I feel that I am at a disadvantage. Additionally, 75% of the respondents said that they would be interested in joining an organization of this sort. So we put together these data points, kind of a project plan, and we got approved to launch this association through a 501c3 organization. So our next step was to find some strong women and men who wanted to support the initiative, and thus we have our founding advisors, two of which are on this call. I really appreciate that background, Ashley, because my next question is, why do we need another association? We do have many national associations, particularly in the EMS space. Our partners in, in emergency services have their own as well. So what was it specifically that really called for the formation of this group? At, from the Civica level, um, we're really interested in DE, DEI initiatives. And so if there's a need, why not? Um, when we're, we're looking at associations, I think that we can work hand in hand and not always at the competing level. So I think if we have the ability to step in and provide tailored uh, resources and education and networking towards a specific group that can impact someone's life, help them in their career, um, I think it's our duty to do so. And I think often from the association management standpoint, it's quite possible that a group like this has not not been formed because the resources aren't there. It's very, very difficult for a group of volunteer leaders to put together a website and a marketing plan and host events and those things. So that's why Civica found it um, our duty as well to step in and provide that infrastructure so that we can touch the lives of thousands. I appreciate that background very much. Scott, you are a founding member of Women in Emergency Services. What was it about this group that really encouraged you to get involved at such an early stage? Well, yeah, sure. Uh, great question. So, um, you know, when when I saw that the group was formed, and I know many of sort of the founding members and, you know, have as one of the, I think I'm one of the only human resources uh, consultants and employment lawyers that really specifically works in emergency services, you know, we've been really, as Ashley mentioned, sort of watching not only workforce challenges, but as we look at, you know, leaders of large EMS systems or large EMS organizations, and then other areas of healthcare, you know, there is an underrepresentation of uh, women and even, you know, in all diverse backgrounds, uh, folks from all diverse backgrounds. So, um, you know, I just thought it was um, a good opportunity to, you know, work with a group um, that is really looking to ad address some of that and sort of make inroads in areas that have not historically been dominated or even where there was a strong representation for, you know, for women. So, um, you know, truthfully, I, I actually wasn't aware that that this was a group that would permit, um, you know, guys to help. But when I when I called and um, and asked, 
you know, sort of the it, very, very welcoming. And, you know, we're really interested in recognizing that, you know, diversity doesn't occur and inclusion doesn't occur unless everyone is uh, is on board and engaged. Excellent point, Scott. And, you know, I know as a member of uh, the organization myself, I was very excited to see your name as one of the founding members. Andrea, what what was what is your origin story with this organization? Um, you and I have had several conversations throughout our few years here working together in Michigan about, you know, improving the, the lives of our providers here in our state and what we need to do to move the industry forward here in Michigan. How do you see your role with this organization helping to propel that just here within Michigan? Yeah. Um, so, you know, there there is a disparity, as, as Scott had highlighted, you know, 31% of paramedics are, are women, while roughly 69% are men. Um, and I would like to see those statistics kind of level out. Um, as a woman growing up in emergency services, it would be great to have a platform for mentorship, but for mentorship with uh, fellow women that are going to support and empower each other. Um, I find that that is something that um, has been powerful in my career. And now that I'm, you know, coming into the back end of my career, I would love the opportunity to give back. So I see this group as really being heavy into um, supporting, empowering, and mentoring future women leaders um, and giving them the space where they can come in and form those relationships, network, and collaborate um, on that level. And I'm really excited about that. So that really drew me in. And, you know, the short version is I ended up connecting with Ashley through LinkedIn, which is a powerful platform for anyone to collaborate and network. Um, and we ended up um, meeting at EMS World and having further conversations about this group. And it's something that um, I expressed interest in early on, and I'm very excited about. Well, thank you both for sharing your your stories and how you came to be part of the foundation of this group. Ashley, I'm going to pivot back to you. Can you provide some additional information for our listeners today? When you and I sat down and talked, we talked specifically about the pillars of the the organization. Could you maybe outline those for our listeners? Absolutely. So the pillars actually came from some of the survey data that we initially gathered when we sent out that survey. So 100% of respondents said that the mentorship, support, and inspiration was important. Um, 100% of respondents also stated that education, personal development, empowerment, and self-advocacy was important. So therefore, our pillars were born. So the four pillars of WISE, empowerment, networking, mentorship, and education. So through... um, 2023, we're really hoping to develop some some robust programs around these pillars. And first up is actually going to be mentorship. So we're currently developing the groundwork for a mentorship program that we'll be launching sometime in quarter one of this year. Um, We're going to be having some educational webinars as well. And then you will see us on the road. So we're planning to attend a number of industry conferences and expos and provide our members some networking opportunities and um, hopefully also some bolt-on events to some of the larger conferences. So we're really developing some ways to touch our members, potential members, and sponsors as well. For any one of you, what can one expect uh, when they join the organization as a new member? Yeah, so when you join the organization, um, you should get some 
one-on-one -on -one email with somebody from our WISE team. So we actually have a staff, um, myself as the executive director, Julia Heights is our membership coordinator, and then Ensley Eggert is our marketing manager. So you should get a uh, response from one of us just welcoming you to the organization. You also get immediate access to our member-only community platform. So this is a members-only membership benefit, and it is pretty much a social network for just wise. So we're looking to get some volunteers currently to help with rolling out some of this, um, some of the great things that we can host in our community, but it's meant to be a platform to share resources, connect with others, share news. Um, and so that's something that you get right off the bat with membership. And then, as I stated, we're rolling out some of the benefits throughout this year. So we're um, planning to host a webinar in the next two months and then also get that mentorship program rolled out. So lots of exciting things. And, you know, we're looking to get input and development from our members as well to see what they'd like to see from these things. So I'd appreciate any feedback and input from the larger public on what they'd like to get out of their wise membership. Scott or Andrea, after this first year, this developmental year, how do you see this organization? What role do you see this organization playing as it networks with the other organizations across the country? You know, I think that's a, a really good question, right? There are, you know, a fair number of at least, you know, Andrea and I specifically are in the emergency medical services space. And, you know, there are a, a lot of organizations out there that either represent EMTs as a as a group of individuals or EMS organizations as a, a group of EMS entities, you know, the National EMS Physicians Association. There are a lot. None, though, really, um, in the EMS space specifically. And so, you know, and I'll only speak to that space because I don't play in some of the other emergency services spaces. But um, what I would say is, uh, you know, I think if there was a, an opportunity for women in EMS to, um, as, as Ashley mentioned, you know, be empowered and have, you know, mentors and to take a larger role, or at least to understand that that there is representation and providing a voice to those folks. You know, my uh, my wife, who's a former EMT and now a physician, was in her first year in medical school. It was the first year that there were more women enrolling in medical school than there were men. My first year in law school was the first year in the history of my law school that they had more women enrolling in law school than men. And so what's interesting when Andrea provides the statistics about the number of uh, female e you know, EMTs or paramedics, um, the, the reality is, is that as we talked about earlier, there's this workforce shortage. And I think we have um, a huge untapped market. There's, um, you know, because it has been so male dominated for so many years, you know, my fire chief in my um, hometown is a female, one of the, I think she's the first or the second female fire chief in the history of the state of Massachusetts. And so um, when we talk about the road that she took, it was a very different road that any other person sitting in that seat has ever had to, to travel. And I think that is unfortunate, right? You know, um, while it, it should not be more challenging to, to reach the top level of a job in a public safety organization or an EMS organization. And I think um, we are just at a time where an organization um, that focuses on 
uh, women in emergency services is really sort of long overdue. So where I see it is is an opportunity to provide not only a voice, but an opportunity for professional development, empowerment, mentorship, um, all, all of the above. And I, I see the first word that comes to mind when you ask that question, Angela, was partnerships. So I think partnership, partnership, partnerships. You know, we want to be partners. We want to be collaborators with NAEMT. Um, you know, we're working closely with the American Ambulance Association now. We're working closely with PWW. We want to partner and collaborate. Um, so that's what I see first and foremost is that we are going to become enmeshed in different organizations. But I also envision us standing out in a different way. And what I mean by that is I envision this organization as, as a place where women um, and men can come and have a soft landing. They can come into the group. You're going to be met with warmth. You're going to be met with, you know, very professional, high level conversation, but also deep, authentic relationships. Um, so we're really working to cultivate that. I mean, many of our organizations are very professional and I want this to be a soft place to land where um, folks can come in and have these conversations on a different level. And we're really striving to do lots of soft touches here and there with our members that naturally cultivate a, a deeper relationship. So that's that's what I see when I think about like the mentorship and empowerment side of this organization is it's going to be a soft place to land, but also, you know, professionally driven with lots of partnerships. I loved every single one of both of your answers that just it was really it was empowering for me as a you know as an association executive already in the emergency services space to have actually to have you right as a peer now in this in this endeavor so that's that's always very exciting for me i have one final question um ashley probably for you how can someone get in touch with you and the organization to become a member absolutely so our website is womeninemergencyservices.org uh, you can join at womeninemergencyservices.org/join and then if you use the discount code FIRST100, you'll get $15 off the individual membership. So that's $50. And then if you would like to get in touch with any of us, uh, either staff or advisors, our contact information is listed on our About Us page. So we would love to, as I said, hear from everybody, get some input on where they'd like to see the organization go. Also, as Andrea stated, partnerships and sponsorships are really, really important to us as we're developing this organization out. So we do currently have some founding sponsorship opportunities available. So this is a one-time sponsorship fee and you remain a sponsor for the lifetime of the organization. So a different structure than many see, but we're just looking to get that early buy-in and then those funds directly help us deliver some of that member value that we talked about earlier and some of the oper operational and startup costs that we've incurred thus far. So we're looking for those sponsors. We would like to give a shout out to our first founding sponsor, which was Paige Wolfberg and Worth, PWW. And they have been such a great partner getting this off the bat, getting the word out and encouraging others to also join and sponsor. So big shout out to PWW. And then we're also, as Andrea stated, looking for partnerships with like organizations. So if you're not able to commit at a founding sponsor level, we'd 
love to discuss how we can partner with you, kind of share some benefits and, you know, work together to deliver the mission and vision of our organizations together. This is really important to join together as a community. And we look forward to working with everybody involved. That is my pitch on how to join. And we would love to have everybody join and support the mission. As always, Ashley, it has been a pleasure getting to know you in this endeavor. Scott and Andrea, always wonderful to have you as guests on the Moz Monthly Podcast. Looking forward to seeing all three of you somewhere, um, either here in the great state of Michigan or around the country as we continue to improve the lives of EMS and other emergency services personnel around our great country. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Moz Monthly Podcast, the go-to source for information about Michigan's EMS system. Be sure to visit miambulance.org slash podcast to join the conversation and access other important information from the Michigan Association of Ambulance Services.